So is, is again, just thinking again, we're still talking about. I guess we need, we need to get into delivery, I suppose, but we're almost edging into that now when you're talking about tonality. We've all been there, haven't we? We've listened to a talk and the person is at the front of the room and they're talking like this and for about after about five minutes, you just think this is going to be the most boring talk in the history of the world and it does turn out that way and I've been up early in the morning and I'm starting to fall asleep and my eyes are feeling heavy. <laughs> how, do, how do we avoid that? So let's talk a bit about, if you can, about moving into this delivery, you know, you talk yeah. about tone of voice. And, and I did find myself because I was picturing the farm and therefore mm. I was able to describe the picture of what I was seeing in much more colourful, I guess, language. But so, yeah, what are the keys for delivery, David? You know, as, as if you're doing a presentation, again, primarily think about it in terms of schools and colleges and uh, maybe local conventions or maybe a young farmers meeting or whatever. But I'm thinking particularly those areas where, people don't know about farming, what do we have to think about in terms of our delivery? Okay, I would I would say that as much as possible, if you can give people an experience, so get them doing or thinking something during your talk that convinces them of what it is you're trying to say so they believe it rather than just hear it and maybe believe it. So are you talking therefore, I'm again thinking about particularly the you know, we're talking about our farms or the industry. Are you talking about I mean it may not be practical, of course, to bring a piece of kit into the into a school, but it can be, you know, into the playground, yeah. whenever you bring your tractor on and you actually have or is it the classic sort of cliched visual aid? You know, do we need to bring in soil and 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 and, and seeds and make it more, you know, how the wheat goes from being a seed to being, you know, four foot, five foot tall or whatever. Is, do we need pictures? What, what do you mean in terms of how do we bring it alive? So I would, for, for, okay, let's talk about the height of crops, just for example, okay? Yeah. Now, I live in a semi-rural area. I, I kind of know how high crops are. But to a student who is not living out in the countryside, they probably haven't got a Scooby-Doo. They haven't yeah. got a clue. So you could actually get three people out the front, someone who's perhaps shorter, someone who's average height and someone who's really tall. And you can say, so when you're in the middle of a field, you might think you can just see forever, but actually depending upon the crop, you might not be able to see. So let's talk about the different heights of crops. So for example, and get the audience to vote on how high they think wheat is, how high do they think corn and maize grows mm -hmm. and, uh, and pampas. And, and so, so get, get get them to interact with the content and they get it if you might say actually it's a physical job you know you need to be fit healthy and strong to work on a farm which is true how can you evidence this to them say well if you work i don't know for example on a sheep farm if you're working with sheep you might think oh little fluffy woolly things <laughs> and then have something with you that is up the approximate weight of a fully grown sheep I was just thinking of a big bag of sand or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or if you're a, a dairy farmer and you want to talk about calf rearing and, and how, you know, you have to lift calves sometimes, people think, again, they think, uh, if again, we're talking again, particularly about people who are not aware of farming and we're trying to educate them and excite them about the possibility of working in farming. Yeah, have sort of visual representations. If you can't physically bring an animal in, because that's not always easy, have something that's equivalent to. So, yeah, why is it important with fit and strong? Will you try lifting up this? 
this bag of sand here, that's the average weight of a young calf, you know? So those, yeah. sorts, so that, that, so why is that important, Dave? Does that bring the talk alive or is it about bringing the audience in? What's the, yeah, it, it makes, it makes it real to them. They believe it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to convince them because they, they're believing what they're doing. So if I give you a personal example, um, I don't, I don't do what a lot of speakers do when it comes to teaching memory skills. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who teach memory skills will demonstrate their prowess at memory skills. The audience go, wow, that's amazing. And the speaker feels good. But if you're going in service of the audience, the point is to get them doing it. So I teach them how to do a great memory skill. They apply it and they go, wow, I did that. That is incredible. Then they'll believe anything you say after that. So maybe it's, it's it's having something you can say demonstrate or they can have a go at. Again, you know, machinery is often great. You'd have to get you have to check the regulations and check with the local authority if you bring in a tractor into a school. But that can be something where we bring it alive. You know, I think a lot of people outside of farming still don't understand the types of machinery we use, the science and technology that we apply to growing crops, to managing our soil, to making sure that the soil is regenerated. The whole idea of regenerative farming can be really interesting to young people. So what we're saying here in terms of delivery is bring that alive. You don't have to stand and talk for 20 minutes. You can get people involved in your talk. You can get them engaged, having a go at things. And actually, um, I mean, I would give a quick tip then is often people bring far too much content for the time they're given. Always. I I still do. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there, haven't we, where we think, yeah, I'll tell them about this. I'll tell them about I've been given 15 minutes to do a talk at school. I'll tell them about that. And, you know, half an hour later, you're only on slide two. You know, so you've got to think about often cut it, slice it, reduce it, because it will always take longer than I think, even if we're rehearsing it, even if we're talking through uh, what we want to say, we won't have we would have thought about, well, somebody will ask me a question there, or I need to demonstrate this there. So be careful how much content we put in, I would say, as well in terms of delivery. Make your points punchy. What are the key things you said at the beginning, Dave? What's the key things you want people to take away? That's why I thought your idea of working from the end is really good. So what are the key messages I want them to take away? Well, just work backwards from that. Those are the only yep. points I need to make in my talk. And then, And then what we're saying now is how can we have something that involves the audience demonstration i always remember the classic one you must have seen it where people are talking about time management and you take a, a glass bowl uh and oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah that classic one where you you put rocks in at the bottom and then you, you say well is it full and people will go well not quite because there's gaps in between the rocks and then you put some sand in and say well is it full now and they go yeah yeah it's full now and then you pour some water in and actually the water still goes in but it's a visual demonstration of we often think well you know time is uh we can squeeze more in and actually the point being is if we'd put the water and the sand in first the small tasks we wouldn't be able to get the rocks in which are our big tasks so that's a visual demonstration of the message you're trying to give so are we saying that's a good idea to try and use some visuals yeah props visual aids that demonstrate what it is you're trying to say anything that breaks up from them breaks it up from them just looking at you speaking is always a good thing especially if you look like me um <laughs> okay so you've got a couple of the questions for you dave so what are your thoughts yeah. on okay we're farmers 
you know, we can be a bit mucky. <laughs> we can be a bit smelly, depending on what we've been doing that day. How about our appearance and how we look to people? Do we have to sort of suddenly put on a shirt and tie and look like we're we're not we're not who we are? But what, how about tips on not only what we wear and how we look, but maybe how we stand? Is there anything about posture that's important when we're speaking? You know, Ooh, now you, now I can tell you're a pro because yeah, the <laughs> posture is just as important as how you look. Now, they will expect a farmer to come dressed like a farmer. But what I would say to you is, yeah, obviously, have a nice shower. Yes. Put a comb, put a comb or a brush through your hair. And, and, and the, the, the trick with speaking is to be either one level up or one level down in your appearance or smartness to your audience. If you want to come across as authoritative and commanding it's one level of smartness above the audience so if the audience are for example young people and they're wearing a school uniform with a blouse or a shirt and tie you need to wear a really nice suit and a polished pair of shoes really nice however if you, if you want to that, Dave, i would suspect most of the people listening <laughs> if they wear a suit it's to weddings and funerals yeah. So uh, I know in in the farming industry there is a there is a look and there's the the look the what I call the on farm look, which is clothes that probably should have been thrown out twenty years ago, dirty tatty because we're going to get mucky. But I know yeah. a lot of you listening here will have a a jacket, you'll have a shirt and a and a tie that you can put on. So we're not necessarily saying go out to Moss Bros and hire a, a a suit that you'd wear to your wedding or a funeral, but we are talking about. Yeah, there's a, a smart lounge suit time. or, or yeah. you, you know, a, a, a clean check shirt, a nice, clean, brushed, moleskin gilet or, um, you yes, know, wearing exactly. shoes instead of your hunter wellies. And and it's the tweed yeah. jacket type of approach. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what, and that's the smart version of farming. So, so you know, don't worry if you haven't got a, a dark black suit with shiny shoes, but it isn't about turning up in what you've just been doing, the ploughing in or the, 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 <laughs> the farming. That's the step up for a farmer, isn't it? And then the opposite is true. If you want to come across as approachable, friendly, informal, you know, really, you know, you can come and talk to me. You can trust me. The idea is to be just one level of smartness below them. So if they're wearing a shirt and tie, you wear an open shirt and a casual jacket. So how about posture then? What's, what's this thing about posture? Yeah, the, the, the posture is important, Paul. And what, uh, what do you mean by posture? Well, posture, okay, the, the, the posh name for it is your deportment, how you deport yourself. So pos posture is about how you stand. Will you sit? Will you lean against a desk? Will you will you lean on a lectern if you're on a big stage? Will you pace up and down nervously? <laughs> what, what, and, the, and by the way, you can spot speakers who are nervous because they do one of two things. They will either walk forwards and backwards nervously. We call that the cuckoo because <laughs> it looks like a cuckoo club or they'll do if any of you are old enough to remember the shadows the shadows dance where they tend to walk in a circle on a, on the spot nervously waist up they're trying to control themselves but waist down their nerves give it away so with posture ideally do one of two things you either stand up straight and hold your head up because that in, that opens up the airways it helps you project your voice and it it makes you appear more positive because you've got your head up. Have you ever heard the expression, you know, uh, things are looking up? And that's where the expression comes from. So hold your head up, speak positively with a smile on your face, stand up straight and hold the spot. And how about, 
how about the pace that we speak, Dave? You know, I speak very fast, you know, yeah. and something I'm aware of when I'm speaking from stage is, you know, you can use pace for energy, but if I'm a bit of a gabber, you talk the variety of fast, people can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> so how about, you know, recognising our pace of, of language? Is that important? And can we vary that in a talk? It, it is. Can I, I'll just finish what I was going to say before, mm -hmm. if I can. So please remind me to answer that question. Yeah. Well, um, so the opposite is also true. If you want to appear a bit more relaxed, still stand up straight and speak with certainty. But once you've held the spot and spoke for a moment, move to the right and speak to people over there for 40 seconds and then move over to the left, stand and hold that position and talk for a while and then go back to the centre and talk again. That actually shows a great deal of conf confidence and competence. But the last thing you want to do is just aimlessly. And if you watch, if you watch comedians, their content is great, but their nerves—they're pacing around all the time. Unless you, unless you watch the real class ones, and they will stand, hold their position, or if they move, it's for a reason. If that makes sense. So you're talking about purposeful movement. Purposeful, purposeful movement posture and then yeah. there, what's purposeful per i'm saying that purpose purposeful pace. easy for you to say that's a, that's a tongue we'll, twister for the was one we'll yeah. one get right yeah well done my words so purposeful pace what would that be okay there, there are two things i'd say on this subject number one is that when you're nervous you will either clam up and speak like a robot or you'll speak really really quickly and because you're because your brain can create images quicker than you can talk you'll be thinking about what you're saying and you'll and you'll end up falling over yourself catching your breath and then you'll go again and speak <laughs> the way to get over that is to think of it as telling a story so in a story, there's, and I'm deliberately changing my voice now to try and make a point. If I was talking about memory skills, I would talk about someone who struggled at school, wasn't very clever. Then they learned a memory technique. They practiced it for just five to 10 minutes a day. And you can see the way I'm changing my tone, the expression of my voice. And when you do that, it helps you control the pace. So that's one thing you can do. The second thing is if you're slightly more advanced than that and you want a really cool technique for getting rapport, by that I mean engaging with the room, is get there early and listen to the people in the room. Each group of people tends to be very much alike. And whilst, as Paul has alluded to before, we are individuals, we all have different personality styles and traits, but when it comes to a group of people engaging with each other, they will either, majority of which speak slow, deliberate, methodical, very, very well-considered things they're talking about. Or maybe they're kind of middle of the road, upbeat sometimes. Yeah, fairly upbeat, and but middle of the road in their pace. Or they're a bit manic. Now, if, and I call it radio stations, it's like Radio 1, Classic FM and Radio 4. <laughs> and if you're a Radio 4 audience and you've got someone standing at the front who's a Radio 1, <laughs> it's like a total mismatch, a clash of communication. 
the opposite is also true. If you've got a Radio 1 audience, maybe a group of young people, and you're presenting from Radio 4, there's a mismatch of communication again. So this is this is an advanced skill, and I don't suggest people try this at the beginning, but maybe when you've done a few talks and you're getting more comfortable, try this. But listen, I think, yeah, I think you made listen. a good point, though, Dave, there about, um, again, I'm thinking very much about our farming listeners, that, um, you know, if, if you, it's going right back to knowing your audience. So thinking at the beginning, asking the organisers who's likely to be there, uh, you know, are they listening to the archers or are they listening to Top of the Pops? There's a bit of my age now, and the Top of the Pops doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> but, you know, that knowing your audience, again, can therefore affect the, the, the pace at which you want to deliver and the style of delivery. Right, let's let's think about we've had the talk, we've done our demonstrations, we've got people involved. Just, I think, as part of closing this session, how do we close a good talk? How do we finalise it? And how do we really leave people with something? Some tips on that? Yeah, as, as alluded to earlier, you, you use an analogy, a metaphor, a story, a statistic. The best thing you can do is have a call to action. If you've told them what shown them how and given them why they should engage with your message at the end give them a call to action challenge them throw down a gauntlet you know join me on this crusade to have um non-genetically modified crops join me on this um farm to come you know come and forge your career in the farming industry on our farm come and uh, learn to uh, not plough your fields and instead drill different plants and have crop rotation to better naturally fertilise the ground and do whatever it takes to have a final call to action. So, and you've heard the expression on the stage, leave them wanting a little bit more. You know, ask, ask them to get in touch with you. If anybody would like to get in touch, I'll leave my details with the organiser. Please drop me a call. But don't just finish with, thank you very much. I'm done. Don't, don't finish like that. <laughs> I have heard people who sort of say it's sort of uh, what I call dribbles out. So we, we've we've said something. So anyway, um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's about it. I think, yep, um, that's yep. Really um, <laughs> And it's not people wanting more. People are thinking, what well, is that? It? Have we finished now? So we're talking. You said finish strongly. So whether it's yeah. a question, whether it's a. Um, uh, a suggestion where people can go. So if I'm talking to young people in colleges or schools, talk to your careers advisor, ask them about um, what farming can do. Speak to some colleges, hear some names of, of colleges, Harper Adams, it could be, whatever it might be, but give people somewhere to go afterwards, particularly. Yeah. And if you want more information about this, you can go to www.whatever, whatever, whatever. But give somebody, give people something to do, I think is your point, as well as they've already been thinking about what you're saying, something for them to, to go ahead and do. And I think with us as farmers, we can... We really want people to engage with us more, whatever it is that we're talking about. And again, particularly thinking about young people engaging them is they need to know where to go next. If you've inspired Very them, they love yeah. the idea of what, what farming might be, particularly, again, I'm talking to those farmers that might be going into more urban areas and trying to get people who've not even considered agriculture as a career then give them somewhere to go to get more information um because that's critical otherwise what we can happen after a talk isn't it is we can it to me it's the difference between inspiration an inspirational talk that goes yeah i feel great after that talk and then it just disappears afterwards 
with a, a more a talk, more informational and motivational, where it gets me to do something afterwards. And that and that's the key message. That's what we're trying to do: get them to do something, think differently, behave better. That's that's being in service of the audience. Awesome. Well, I'd like I'd like to leave people today with two little tips. Mm-hmm. Number one is notes. Now we can we can have our notes written on a piece of paper in big sentences in black and blue ink that you're never going to be able to read properly. And, and if you, if you do, you'll, you'll catch yourself looking down at your notes, trying to find where you are on the page. Or even saying I've lost my place. Hang on a second. Let me just fight my place. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of that, let me show you one in the, in the words of, was it blue Peter? Do you remember that? Here's one I made earlier. Right. So these are my bullet point notes for this session. So Dave's holding up a piece of paper here. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding up a piece of paper with key words, and each word is a different colour. So I've started off with a red why. So we talked about you've got to to know why you're speaking. What is it you're trying to achieve? Um, You know, why are you there? What's the core message? What's the outcome? And what do you want to say? So the word outcome is in purple. The word say is in green. Now, I know what to say around that message. If you listen back, hopefully Paul and I told you about this, but it's just three words. I haven't got a big paragraph of black and blue text that I've got to try and find where I am in my notes. I just glance at this straight to the next point. The next thing we talked about was having a start, middle and end. And for those who are listening to this, in black marker pen, I've got start, M, I know that's middle, end. I don't need lots and lots of words because I know how to talk about start middle and end and Paul and I did that for you the next word is in red it says the word serve the next to it three things in green we talked about how you got to serve your audience by not saying it not telling it but convincing people and I've got say tell convince then I've got um, some four four little colors to talk about the colored use of notes like I'm doing now and the last thing is hecklers Oh, mention that. Hey, we'll love a good heckler. <laughs> so we're going out on this. This is the high impact bit. You see the heckler go out on a bang. The the most people are nervous because they're seeking approval. Mm-hmm. If you're there in service, you don't need approval. You're there to make a difference. So give your best. However, once in a blue moon, you'll get somebody or a table or a group who, for whatever reason, decide on board. I'm going to try and sabotage this. And they will ask deliberately awkward, sometimes downright nasty questions. It doesn't happen very often, but every now and again, you get a heckler. The best way to handle this is a bit different to how most presentation skills teachers would tell you to handle it. Now, Paul, you have no idea what we're doing. I'm going to ask you to, if I was talking about goal setting, massive goals, Mm -hmm. and you don't agree, and, you know, and you're the kind of person that says exactly what he thinks. Mm-hmm. So just give give me a heckle. I'm talking about massive goals, how you should set big goals, realistic goals don't work. How, how What would you say to me? Okay. Okay, Mr. Heiner, I hear what you're saying about goal setting. Prove it, mate. What is it? You know, I, I know lots of people who set goals. They've never achieved anything. They never achieved. It's a waste of time. Absolute waste of time. I think you're talking rubbish. Okay. And, and some, you could expect that to happen. Now, There are one of two ways of handling this. The one is what most people would do, which is try to convince them. 
they'll go, oh, well, let, let, let me tell you. I mean, I personally have used it. The reason you should do this is because blah, 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 and they try and justify their standpoint. Here's something a bit different for you to try. If somebody has a problem with something you've talked about, it's because we haven't presented it in a way that they understand. Mm-hmm. That's our fault. And we're in service. So let's just, um, and by the way, I used to think that massive goals was rubbish and we should set smart goals. I used to believe that. So here's what I would do in this situation. I would get over myself and I would accept the fact that Paul has a genuine challenge. I would say, if Paul came at me like that, I'd say, you know what, Mr. Harris, I used to think that too. I used to believe all massive goal setting was rubbish. We should all set smart goals. It's taught on business schools. After all, they must be right. However, and now I go into my justification. Now I've now I've got him on side saying, I'm just like you. I believed it was rubbish too. However, in the last 26 years, I've interviewed 258 top achievers and not one of them set smart goals. They all set massive goals. Now... 23 years into a speaking career 1.2 million people have heard this message and mr harris i can promise you the people who have used this and the things that they have achieved i can't believe in smart goals anymore i don't know about you so here's my abc of how to do with a heckle <laughs> oh bring it on which has just come to me and it yeah. may not be a heckle it may be a difficult question again it could be i'm thinking about our farming team again out there that it might be a student at a college says yeah but farming's for thick kids isn't it or something like that you know or farming's <laughs> for duffers for people that you know have not done well at school whatever it is and we don't agree with it i think what you just said and what came to me is um uh was the abc was first of all a is acknowledge acknowledge what the person yeah. has said don't immediately push back the yes. second one actually to me would be breathe okay before we respond because it may well be put your heckles up <laughs> so just take a breath and then go into this convincing mode so the abc so then it's not about convincing somebody against their will because if we convince somebody against their will they're probably of the same opinion still peter thompson would have said that so actually it's not about convincing them it's about being convincing so it's about believing in what you're saying so maybe it's acknowledge believe and convince or acknowledge and be convincing but but it's that acknowledge first acknowledge i would say acknowledge breathe relax don't get your your own heckles up um and then be convincing believe in your message yeah you don't have to go well maybe you're right yeah perhaps it is for thick kids yeah in fact thinking about it lots of thick kids do come into fun no 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 yeah, I, I can see why you think. I can see why you might think that um, farming is for people that have struggled at school, but actually, the amount of science and technology that's in farming now, the amount of potential career opportunities you've got, doesn't mean that's a barrier. Just because you've not succeeded at school, I've seen you know lots of young people who maybe haven't have struggled at school because they don't learn in a linear fashion, but actually the practical side of farming is awesome for them. So yeah. I acknowledge the, the why you might think that, but then we breathe and then we go into this sort of be convincing mode. Is that helpful? Beautiful yeah. and well said. I mean, <laughs> absolutely, that is the technique. You know, mm-hmm. acknowledge, give breathe. new information, and then certainty, conviction, 
The conviction. Word. But, yeah. but with a very unthreatening voice, open gestures, very unthreatening. You know, just say, I can't believe in massive dolls anymore. I don't know about you. And then just carry on. <laughs> but you validated them. Yeah. And and if you point at them and say, do you know what? That is a great question. Mm. And don't point at someone if you're having a go at them. Only point at them if you're praising them. There's a whole thing around that psychology-wise. It validates them. And you literally see them smile and sit up an inch as if to say, yes, I'm right, aren't I? And it gets them on your side. And then they could be your biggest advocate. The other benefit of whether it's pointing them literally or saying, what a great question, is that gives you the time to breathe, brain to engage and think how I'm responding. It's just that moment of pause. What a great question that is. I've been asked that question before, and it just gives the brain time to think, right, how am I going to respond to that? It's the breathe part almost uh, of just that pause. So any final thoughts then? We've talked a lot about presenting this morning um, uh, from right from – the planning and preparation stage through to the the, the delivery stage and some tips on delivery and and closing. Any final thoughts, Dave, on on how we can present the farming industry, the agricultural industry outside of farming? I think it would be amiss of us not to finish with a bang. So I've said you should have a call to action and challenge people to do something, think or behave differently. So here we go, my little chickens. <laughs> As a result of this training, you've learned that you've got to have a reason why you speak. Work on the outcome. Work on what it is you're going to say and what you want to say. Have that start, the middle and end. And what do we start with? We start with the end in mind. So craft that thing until you can't get it wrong. Then craft the beginning until you can't get it wrong. Then create the structure in the middle of your core message. Go to serve that audience. Don't say it. Don't tell people. Convince people with your gesture, your tone, your body language and everything about you handle those hecklers with authenticity get them on side and acknowledge them before daring to challenge of challenge them use colored notes so that you know where you are and here's the call to action the next time you give a presentation go through these notes that you've made on this call and use them (laughs) 